Hey there, listener, and welcome back to another episode of iStatement. I'm your host, Angela, and I hope you're having a fantastic day, fantastic week, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I have had a pretty eventful week because last week I ordered pins for iStatement, and on Friday, they came in! I am so excited! They are so cute! I have put one on my backpack, on my canvas tote bag, on a little stuffed bear that has a shirt, (laughs) and they are really adorable. I am selling them currently, and if you would like to see them, find out a little bit more about them, and get in touch with me about them, you can find them on my current (laughs) latest Instagram post on my Instagram account, which is at iStatementPod. Honestly, they are so cute, y'all. The color is perfect. It's the signature iStatement pinkish salmon-y color, and the logo is on it, and it's just so cool to see my little logo, my little brand, come to life on a pin. I am, I'm so psyched. It's so cool. So that's been a really exciting thing that's happened, and for my episode today, this one's pretty special, and I'm looking forward to doing a more reflective piece. My 21st birthday is in a couple of weeks, so before I turn 21, and so I can just feel a little bit excited about a birthday because honestly, I don't love birthdays. Like, I don't think that they're anything great or special, and I never like to go all out for them or do anything dramatic or over the top. And I thought this was a really great way to engage with all of you and also take a little bit of reflective time myself to talk about 20 things I've learned in 20 years on this beautiful planet Earth. Also, apologies in advance if my voice sounds like I am sick. I am not sick. Thankfully, I am not sick. However, Joe Biden was elected president yesterday, and I was downtown in my town screaming and chanting and having a really good time as cars were driving by on Main Street. There were a bunch of Vermonters who came down to the bottom of Church Street in full Vermonter pride with Biden and Harris signs and cars were honking all day long and it was really great to be a part of a community that rejoiced in this new shift in our democracy and I'm very excited for it. I know of course it's not the end. This isn't a savior you know thing that's happened. It's the beginning to a really long journey and I'm excited to be on it and I think that that was the that was the rejoicing that took place yesterday. It was a little bit of a coming together in celebration, but also a recognition that, hey, there's work to do. We need to step up and we're going to be a part of this and it's going to take some time where we're going to face adversity, but it's much needed and it's going to happen. And it starts right here with a bit of a celebration. Everyone was masked. I saw some friends. I saw some colleagues. It was, it was really great. It was a good time. And we took some spectacular photos. It was just a really good time in a you know, period where we're all kind of experiencing a little bit of sadness and despair. So to come together like that in a progressive community was great. So apologies in advance for my voice, but let's get started. The first thing that I've learned in 20 years is that nobody can make you do anything. I have said this before on my podcast and it still resonates really strongly with me. This is something that I learned during um, therapy, actually, that I went to during my sophomore year of high school, which I've also talked about on this podcast. It was not a good experience, but if there is one thing that I learned, 
It is that nobody can make you do anything. You are in charge of you, always. You're in charge of you. You have that autonomy, and it's all up to you. The second thing that I've learned is, at the end of the day, (laughs) all you have is you. And I don't mean that to sound cynical, and I don't mean that to sound super negative, but honestly, at the end of the day, you have you to pick back up. You might have supports around you, you might have people you can go to, but ultimately, ultimately, it is up to you to make a conscious effort, to make a conscious choice, or to not make a conscious choice. I don't know how to put it into better words than just that you are you, you're the only you that there's ever going to be, and so it's up to you and your, you know, volition to just take charge, take hold, take a grasp on those things around you. All you have at the end of the day is you. That has been a, I don't want to say it's been a hard lesson to learn, but it's been a very beneficial lesson to learn as I've gone through life. And this also ties a little bit back to my ultra independence, but I'm trying to take it to mean that, okay, I am, you know, I have the responsibility to hold myself accountable. I am responsible for, you know, achieving my one and only vocation that is becoming fully human and fully present in this world. So that's what I take that to mean. At the end of the day, all that you have is you. My third thing that I've learned is to pursue what you're curious about. I am actually a pretty curious person. I like to learn a lot of things. If I had more time in the day, I would read a hundred books. I would read everything. I would research other things. Just pursue what you're curious about because as I've learned, When I suppress those things that I, you know, want to inquire about or want to discover, I just keep wanting them more. (laughs) And so it's been a really important, you know, part of my life to just carve out time for things that I'm passionate about and that I'm curious about and that I want to know more about. And, you know, a little step that I take in in that direction is to just buy books about topics that I am passionate about. And that's just a small step that I take every single day to have those things in my life that I might be curious about at the ready if I have the time to read them and dive into them. And that also helps me stay off my phone a little bit more. (laughs) But that's a whole other aside. The fourth thing I've learned is that your trauma does not define you. And I cannot say any more positive things about that. Like, I have had a past that hasn't been super traumatic, but again, as I've talked about throughout my podcast, I have definitely had trauma affect my life in more ways than one. And as I've learned as I've grown up, it does not define who I am, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be someone's, you know, opinion of me. It shouldn't craft someone's perspective of who I am and even who I can be. Because my traumas and my adversities and my challenges do not limit me as a human being. If anything, they make me a little bit stronger and a little bit more mindful, and I don't want to use the word resilient, but I feel as though my trauma empowers me to help folks not go through the same things that I did, or at least help them overcome those things, and I've become more empathetic as a result, more emotive, more emotional, and that has only shaped me into the person I am today, who honestly I think is a pretty good person. And the fifth thing I've learned 
kind of to tag along with that is it's okay to not be okay. (laughs) It's okay if you have a day where you're just not feeling great. That is totally okay. There's a quote that like went around during late middle school, early freshman year of high school that went something along the lines of it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And I agree with that. You know, it's okay to not be okay, but it's important to get help. And if you're unable to get that help, Maybe ask somebody to help you get that help. The sixth thing I've learned is you are your own worst critic. Now, this is something (laughs) that I have, you know, been learning throughout my life. And it's really become resonant for me as I've been in college. I feel like throughout university, I have been very hard on myself and putting a lot of things on my plate that I weigh in the fact of, you know, you're going to be really good at this, like you need to do this super, super well. And if you don't, then you're kind of a failure, like you're not, you're not doing what you should be doing. And I've had friends point this out to me a little bit, like me being super hard on myself, being my own worst critic. You know, I carry myself with a bit of a bit of a facade, I guess, of just being like super professional and having it together. And that's not always how it is. And I do become my own worst critic in that way. But to also flip that, that means that nobody else is seeing what I do in the way that I am. Nobody is being that critical of me. No one is criticizing what I do or taking that much of an analytical approach or view to what I am doing. So at the end of the day, I have to remember that, you know, no one, no one's outside opinions uh, can influence what I'm going to do, but also to that degree, no one is being as critical of me as I am. And I have to remember that I don't have to be that hard on myself. I don't have to be that critical and it's okay. It's okay to take a step back. I don't have to be so critical. (laughs) My seventh thing that I've learned is listen to your body And I've paired that with follow your intuition. I have a really hard time giving my body what it needs most of the time. Whether that is rest, whether that is nourishment, whether that is movement, and those can take on other forms of their own. But I've learned that at my happiest self, I am listening to my body, I'm giving it what it needs, and I'm being very intuitive with those needs and not going beyond what my body is telling me or giving it any less. I'm really trying to take care of it because at the end of the day, it carries me. Like, it carries me throughout this world and I have to respect her. She's doing a really good job. She's keeping me healthy. She's keeping me strong. She's keeping me mobile and cognitive and able to be in class and be in schools. And that's a really cool thing. (laughs) That's a really important thing. So I really try and respect my body to nourish her, to be intuitive with it, all that good stuff. It's been a hard, it's been a hard journey, but I am trying, really trying. (laughs) The eighth thing that I've learned in 20 years is to listen to others around you. And you might be thinking, whoa, Angela, that sounds not like what you said about being your own worst critic and you know, kind of not listening to people around you or at least 
taking in those perspectives. But what I mean here when I say listen to others around you is just be open to new mindsets. Be open to new information and new ways of being and new ways of living and thinking. This has really made a big difference in my life to just be a listener. I'm kind of an observer in the first place, which means to me that I listen pretty deeply, pretty actively. I try to be very engaged, but in a way that I'm just taking it all in most of the time. So listening to others around me has been something that has not only fueled that, but has become a result of my better listening skills as I've gotten older. And I love it. I love hearing new ways of thinking, new ways of living and learning and growing and navigating this world. It's awesome. Listen to others around you a little more often if you can, because you might learn something that you didn't know before. The ninth thing that I've learned is to be your authentic self at all times. Do it. Break away from that facade. Just be you. And I know that that's so hard where we live in a world where professionalism exists and our personal lives shouldn't be shared so forthcomingly and like so upfront. But try and be your most authentic self at all times. This is what I admire about my best friend, Vanessa. She's been on the podcast before, but she is just so herself to the core at all times, in all situations. She is this way in her own life. She's this way in the classroom. She's this way with her students. She is just so unapologetically her. And I strive to be like that day in and day out. And she is a true inspiration for me in that regard. And I just, I look up to it so much because authenticity has always been something just kind of as a person who has been I don't want to use the word insecure because I don't think I'm insecure, but just questioning of my identity and questioning of myself as I've grown up, her authenticity just inspires me beyond measure and just makes me want to be a more organic, down-to-earth person. And so, yeah, be your authentic self at all times. Try it. It's really cool. And when you witness somebody around you who's doing it, it feels so liberating and you can just feel that energy and how freeing it feels. So I encourage you to try it. (laughs) Number 10, be proud of your feelings. Now this is something that I wrote down as I was thinking about something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago where somebody told me to not shy away from how I'm feeling, but his words were, I am really proud of you for feeling right now. I am really proud of you for having these feelings. And I've never thought about being emotional or tapping into my feelings in that way. But when he said that, it just kind of flipped a switch in my mind that when we're in touch with our feelings in that way, when we have pride about how we're feeling, it dismantles and dismisses any pre-existing like stigmas around feelings and being emotive and this was in a setting that was a little bit more professional than it was you know personal or removed so to even break down those kinds of barriers was just incredible for me and to to not walk away from the situation feeling bad that I was feeling but rather feeling proud that I got it out and was able to feel in a safe space like 
wow, how transformative. That really kind of rocked my world in an amazing way. So be proud of how, be proud of your feelings. Be proud of how you're feeling. Be proud of what you're feeling and where you're feeling. Honestly, it's so liberating. Uh, this is honestly, it's number 10. I probably should have included it as number one. It's been really, really incredible for me to, to realize and adopt in my everyday life. Number 11, never apologize for how you're feeling. Oh my goodness, if I could scream this from the rooftops, I would. I always felt like I had to say sorry for how I was feeling when I was younger. And that is just so counterproductive to having a healthy relationship with yourself and with whatever you're feeling. And honestly, your own disposition. Never apologizing for how you're feeling is so important. I've learned this as not only a woman, a professional, but just a person. There's no need to apologize. And my boss actually, she has instilled this in me. She told me that I never, ever need to apologize to her unless I like physically hurt her. And there's no way that's ever going to happen, especially right now because we are working remote. (laughs) So, and I've tried to adopt that because it's just so commonplace for me to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm really, really sorry over things I don't even have control over and, again, shouldn't be apologizing for. So never apologize for how you're feeling. Don't do it. Please, (laughs) don't do it. Twelve, use your corner and your resources. When I say corner, I mean those people who support you. And when I say resources, I also mean those people who support you. A little bit beyond that, but like things that you can reach out to, organizations, places, books, materials, information, safe places, all of that stuff. Use it. Be comfortable asking for it. Be comfortable communicating with it and immersing yourself in it. Because those people, those resources, those places, those materials, they are there for you. You don't have to go through things alone. Use them. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to say this strongly enough, but as a person who is, again, pretty ultra-independent and pretty self-sufficient and has a hard time asking for help or utilizing the resources and people who are available to me who are there to help and support me, no matter what, this has been a very valuable lesson because it's helped me work better with people, become a more people-oriented person, be comfortable collaborating in group settings, whether that's in the classroom, in my personal life, just being with people a little bit more, tapping into those outside external forces and sources that I used to shy away from. It's been a tremendous opportunity for growth for me to just, you know, dip my toe in the water a little bit. Ask this person for help. Just just this once. And slowly, more progressively, it's been getting better. I feel like I tap in a little bit more. I feel like I reach out a little bit more. And that is so important. And it's helped me develop an appreciation for people and being a part of a group and a community. It's great. Use your resources. <laughs> 13. You can't win them all. Now I know hard lesson, hard lesson to learn. But honestly, I do believe it. You can't win them all. And it's okay because not everything has to be a win. You know, it's about effort over ability, right? It's about 
what you contribute, like how you do it, the process that it took to get there versus the end result. And that's why I say you can't win them all. Sometimes it's about the journey, not the destination. I know this sounds cheesy and cliche, but I'm really trying to learn that it's okay to do something and not reach an ultimate like perfection. That's totally okay. And it should be more welcomed in the world that we live in. I'm learning that as I am navigating my student teaching experience and I'm learning it as I'm in my last few education courses that it's all about effort and what students go through on the process to maybe an end result or to the next dimension of what they're learning about. It's about entering disequilibrium and navigating challenges with one another and really entering a state of questioning and examination and critical thinking and reasoning rather than just getting an answer or finding an end result. You can't win them all. You never can and you shouldn't have to and we shouldn't be thinking in this way. So yeah, you can't win them all. It's about the journey, not the destination. 14. It's okay if you grow outside of where you grew up. It is okay. I have had to juggle the challenges of kind of growing and becoming my own person away from my hometown and where I grew up with some pushback and some criticism of that, of just becoming a different person than where I was raised, becoming a different person from the person that I was maybe expected to be or thought to become. I faced this a lot and I realized that, you know, if I didn't move away, if I didn't step away from the grasps and the constraints of where I grew up, I wouldn't be even a quarter of the person that I am today. I really wouldn't. Having those new experiences, branching out to new places, and realizing that, hey, it's okay if you're becoming a little different from the person you were in your hometown. It's okay if you're expanding your mindset. It's totally okay if you're immersing yourself with new groups of people who may not have the same beliefs or the same lifestyles of the people you grew up around. That is okay, and it's only going to make you a more empathetic, mindful, diverse human being, which we should all be striving to be. Number 15, question everything that makes you raise an eyebrow. Question everything. If I could also scream this, oh, would I do it? (laughs) But I won't ruin your ears by doing that. Question everything. I've only kind of started doing this within the last six months to a year because Entering new spaces, you don't really, I don't want to say you don't know any better, but sometimes you just don't know any better. You're used to something and when you face something new, it's hard to challenge it or question it and it's much easier to just accept it and go with it and not really, even if something makes you uncomfortable, not really address it or put a name to it. Or use or exercise your voice and choice when it comes to making decisions in this new environment. So I've learned to question everything. And there has been a particular professor, she is amazing, who has helped me do this and really have these challenging conversations that people are afraid to have. And I can't tell you how liberating that has been and how transformative it has been in not only my college experience, but my life experience. 
knowing that I have the ability to question everything, knowing that I have that, that power has been incredible. And it has really encouraged me to think critically and analyze and raise an eyebrow at things that make me raise an eyebrow without hesitation. And that's probably the most transformative aspect of it is, okay, I feel like I can thoughtfully and intentionally question this, question this system, this procedure, this way of doing without hesitation, without feeling bad about it, because I deserve to be able to be critical and ask questions. And if there's someone who is guiding this procedure, guiding this system, this way of being, they should have an answer. And I'm going to get one. (laughs) 16. Acknowledge your needs. This goes back a little bit to number seven, which is listen to your body, follow your intuition. But I mean this in an all-encompassing way. Listen to your needs. Acknowledge your needs. Be mindful of them. And treat them. If you need something, you should try and find a way to get it. And if you're unable to get it, tap into those resources. Tap into your corner for someone who can help you get it. I've realized, you know, in the crunch of senior year, in the busy life that I live, if I can't do anything that day, I can at least acknowledge what I need, okay? If I need a cup of tea, gonna get me a cup of tea. (laughs) If I just need to stretch, I'm going to stretch, and so on and so forth. Acknowledging your needs only helps you to be a more productive, whole person, a more full person. If you don't acknowledge your needs, it's going to be really hard to get even further because you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from a body, from a mind that doesn't have its needs met. So meet your needs, people. Meet them. Do it. You'll feel better about it. You'll feel better in your body about it. And after the fact, just do it. I promise it's good for you. So, numbers 17, 18, and 19 are kind of funny. (laughs) They don't really have a deep, uh, significant meaning, but I thought they were fun to throw in there. So, number 17, I'm just going to read this verbatim because it's, it's so funny. Don't cut your long hair to your shoulders when you're nine years old and get side bangs at the same time. Don't do it. You will mess up your beautiful, gorgeous hair, hair texture. Don't cut your hair when you're nine for the first time in your life, mind you. So your hair is like down to your waist and is super long and beautiful and curly and pretty. Don't cut it to your shoulders. Don't get side bangs. You will ruin your hair texture and it will take you over a decade to get your hair to grow long again. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you cut it and dyed it uh, in the meantime, but oh, if I, I wish my mom let me cut my hair when I was nine to my shoulders. I wish she'd just talked some sense into me and told me no. Like, I'm glad she let me do something that I wanted to do, but Angela, nine-year-old Angela, why would you do that? Why would you want that? Your hair was beautiful. You're so silly. (laughs) Don't cut your hair anymore. (laughs) Number 18, Don't try and eat all of the M&Ms before your mom comes in because you'll try to swallow them all and you'll start choking. (laughs) Don't do that. It's okay. If you want the M&Ms, eat the M&Ms. If mom gets mad, well, she can't get mad anymore because you're an adult. You're almost 21. She's not going to care. 
don't try and swallow them all because you're nervous of getting caught because something bad will happen and then it will be an even worse experience of your mom giving you two lessons don't sneak things behind my back and don't shove your mouth full of food don't do it don't bite off more than you can chew girl but also if you want the m&ms eat the m&ms you deserve the (laughs) m&ms and number 19 keep smirking and being sarcastic even if you get sent out in the hall for it in fifth and sixth grade funny story i you know i am not a troublemaking child i don't like using that word but back then it was like oh you're a troublemaker i was not a quote-unquote troublemaker I was a pretty pretty straight-edge student. I didn't really bend the rules or do anything that would cause teachers to discipline me in any way. However, in fifth and sixth grade, we had a pretty fun class. <laughs> there were some funny people in those classes, and I wouldn't partake, but I like couldn't help but laugh, <laughs> or as my teacher called it, smirk at what was happening so you know a smirk isn't even like a full smile or a laugh it's just like your the corner of your mouth is upturned a little bit like a half smile yeah i would get sent out in the hall for doing that for smirking and being sarcastic it was literally a punishment and i ooh, i can't even huh teaching has changed education has changed pedagogy has changed but that's what happened to me about a decade ago <laughs> so young Angela, keep smirking, keep being sarcastic, keep having that fun spirit, that spunky sense of self. Do it. It's okay. It'll be okay. (laughs) And number 20, the 20th thing I've learned in my 20 years on earth is to accept the changes, the challenges, and the promising prospects of the next years and year to come. Be open, be receptive to new experiences, new challenges, new obstacles, new ideas, new information. Just be ready to accept it. Be ready to process it. Be ready to be proud of how you're feeling. Be ready to use your resources and to be your own worst critic. To remember that all you have is you at the end of the day and to pursue what you're curious about. To remember that nobody can make you do anything and that you should listen to others around you to really have a whole perspective and a whole outlook on the world. Just be accepting of what's to come because it's going to be good and it's going to be bad. But at the end of the day, you're going to get through it. You're going to overcome adversity. You're going to smile in the face of adversity. You're going to laugh in the face of adversity. And you're going to laugh and rejoice and smile at the good, at the positive, at everything that is promising that is coming into your life that you don't even know about yet. You're going to get through it one way or another. You have your corner and you have you and you are a powerful, empowered, dynamic human being who is ready to tackle all that is going to come your way because you've had 20 years to navigate the challenges and you're going to have 20 more. I hope some of those 20 things I've learned in 20 years resonated with some of you. I know that they are all a work in progress. Some of them may seem to contradict one another. Some may seem to not really support the next or some just may seem odd. But again, that's all part of the learning process. If I was even to look back at this list maybe a year from now, 
I'd probably refine it. And 19-year-old me would not say half of these things. These things that I've learned in 20 years are what I'm feeling now, which is part of the learning process. And it's okay if they change, it's okay if they adapt, and it's good that they do so, because that means I'm learning further, and I'm continuing on my journey of becoming fully human. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. I hope everyone is getting ready for some much-needed rest and relaxation over Thanksgiving. I know it's a couple weeks away, but I am putting myself in the, in the uh, happy mindset early. And this episode is actually going to conclude Season 1 of iStatement. That's right, folks. Season 1. We're coming to a close. We're wrapping up. Season 1 was fantastic. We did so many things. We talked about so many things. I met so many people. We've got so many listens. I have ads on my podcast. I have pins now. I'm getting stickers. I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I am so excited. I really am. Thank you all for supporting me on this journey, and I will see you in Season 2 and next Monday. Thank you.